My sister got married. Officiated by yours truly. I mean, although we didn't have the rings when it came time to say I do and put the rings on. And I was standing up there like, uh, hey guys, uh, who's got the rings? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I blame it on Tanner, the best man, because he was late, but whatever. That's very true. Hey, nonetheless, they're married, and here we are. Yeah, you didn't you didn't sleep at all the night before, right? The conference room that we commandeered. <laughs> I oh, one little note on that. One little note. This just tells you about how the whole night went. I showed up to the hotel and I asked the guy at the front desk. I'm like, "Yeah, where's the uh where's the the bridal party or the marriage wedding party and he's like oh we don't have any wedding parties here tonight i'm like i'm pretty sure they're in a conference room somewhere i don't know and he's like i think that's happening at the hotel like a couple miles away from here and i started connecting the dots i'm like i bet those fuckers just took over a conference room and asked no one and i walk in and max got his phone connected to the conference room speaker that's like on the podium up front playing music from his phone and i'm like you guys just completely took over this conference room, huh? And didn't ask a single person, but everybody was in there and it was fun. So yeah, I can hear you just fine. We're still on the stream page. You know, say I'll keep them occupied while you work on your stream sound problems. So anyway, my sister got married. She married Hugo and the ceremony was beautiful. No one got COVID, which was good. Um, there's a total of three titties that popped out on the dance floor. When WAP started playing, uh, I just remember Hugo's dad standing front and center watching it all and being like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, mission failed. I did not count. I played a round of golf uh, the next, no, the next weekend, the next week. And it was all with guys that had been at the um, reception. In fact, I didn't see any my girlfriend would castrate me if I was around and like actively watching. But apparently the dance floor got a little wild when WAP came on. It did, and, it uh, did indeed. Oh, okay, there we go, finally. 
Goodness gracious, I don't know what is going on, but we now have sound. I'm here. All I remember is Hugo's dad coming up with Hugo on his shoulders when I asked the DJ to play Sugar, We're Going Down. And Hugo had somehow, well, the photographer, who's an awesome photographer, very successful actually, was sticking around at the reception to hang out with us and drink. And he apparently got to a point where he's like, I'm off the clock. Here, Hugo, take my camera. And he has like this like holster, like this leather holster that fits around his back with the camera. And Hugo was completely strapped in with the camera on his dad's shoulders, just taking pictures of people while Sugar was Sugar were going down was playing. It was amazing. I was like, this is fantastic. I can't wait this to see all the, the photos, honestly. Dude, from that song, I cannot wait. That is going to be monumental. Right. Great all times. right. Now that you guys can actually hear me, holy cow, I don't know what that technical difficulty was and why it wasn't working. But that way, well, that was the first reason why we didn't have a episode a couple weeks ago. And then last Sunday, just uh, I think we just got busy. Or something. Uh, there was as something in yesterday. No, not the one before that. There was one the Sunday before yesterday. Have we missed three. I think we missed three. We only, maybe we did miss three. I think we missed three. I don't know. The I'm not really counting. In. I'm not really counting yesterday because we're doing today. So yeah, there's boxes all over my house. We got a tree yesterday though. House is decorated for Christmas. Nice, nice, nice. Four year olds real stoked about that. I bet. Where's the mustache? Ooh. Oh, I forgot about the mustache. I will. I actually have to shave my face for this weekend because I have drills. So I'll leave the mustache and then uh, um, you guys can see also, it on next Sunday. Uh, my girlfriend and I have discussed, and I'm officially doing it. I'm shaving my sideburns into Christmas trees for no. Christmas. <laughs> so I will have a Christmas tree on this side and a christmas tree on this side and we're gonna decorate them and it's gonna be it's gonna be lit are you gonna i hate it (laughs) you're gonna put glitter in it too i don't know she's decorating it i'm just shaving is she oh she might even shave i was gonna say you might she does hair and stuff so i would say i would suggest maybe having it having her do it or a professional christmas tree and i'm gonna leave the mustache to where it's like perfectly lined up so you're so having Christmas tree mutton chops. Fair. Yeah, that's basically what it's gonna be. All right. It's gonna be fantastic. I oh, can't goodness. wait. Um okay. Mm. Uh a couple of I guess things to open up with just to get the uh the juices flowing outside of um the little update on why it's been a, a couple of weeks. Uh I wanna get this out of the way real quick. Um so Vanderbilt, a SEC Power five school, not doing too hot this season, but, um, you know, that, that, that doesn't matter. They had a female kicker this past week and she was the first woman, I'll call her a woman. She's in college. She's a young woman. Um, first woman ever to play a game in a power five football conference. So for all of you, uh, non-american viewers out there that means that that is from one of the major five um conferences across the country for college football she was the first woman ever to play in a power five uh game for a conference which is super cool and that's a big step forward um as far as equality and empowerment uh and all of that things and it and it it gave um you know young girls 
something to look at and be proud of and aspire to, which is super awesome. But, well, not but. The thing about it is I, I decided to just get on to Twitter and have a have a peekaboo after that game was over um, just to see, you know, what was being said about it. And for the most part, everything was encouraging and good, but you had those little, those trolls and those people over there trying to not make a big deal out of it, saying that the kick was garbage and all this other stuff, and not giving her um, the credit that, you know, she was due uh, for being, you know, the first female to play in a in a game for a Power 5 conference. Now, the kick, some will say, will look at it and say, oh, that wasn't, that wasn't a great kick, yada, yada, yada. But the thing with it is she did a squib kick off the tee exactly where it needed to go um you know for you know for that kickoff to happen and unfortunately that was the only play she played because Vanderbilt got destroyed in that game but that's beside the point the, the main thing is you know people need to look outside of their own small mindedness and and look at this as you know a great thing that happened like you said it was a squib kick that's what she was supposed it to do. It was a design play, and everybody's calling out that it was Uncultured like... Uncultured swines, before you start trolling a female for taking over a monumental moment in college football. Right. She did her job. She did exactly what she was supposed to do. She's not supposed to kick it in the end zone. She's supposed to kick it short. They wanted to kick it, it short, and I think part of it was, was that it was designed so that she didn't have to run down the field and like maybe throw up a block or get truck sticked by a 240 pound tight end that's on the kick return team from like as a yeah. blocker which is understandable. So she executed the play how she was supposed to and all the people that are trolling her um probably never played football a day in their lives or if they did they they peaked in high school and and that was it. So just chill, like accept it and move on. There's no she reason did. to belittle her. It's a squib kick. And then people are giving her shit for running right after, right off of the field after she kicked it. I would too. Like, I I'm a grown man. I'm a grown, yeah, I'm a pretty <laughs> big grown man. And you're not gonna catch me going up against one of those 250 pound monsters. No, hell no. I'm I'm basically swinging a sledgehammer that is their helmet into my chest. Yeah, no, I'm six I'm one and I'm a done. and a and a okay like. 200 pounds but i'm not gonna stand out there and get truck sticked no. by some dude that's got 50 pounds on me and all 50 pounds that he's got on me is straight muscle like no thanks um and she she got uh co-sec uh special teams player of the week for you know for for awesome. being that and i was like that's awesome and then of course i looked on the comments on that and everybody was like why does she get why does she deserve this blah 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 yeah, she didn't she up. she did one kick and just i was like shut shut, who cares dude it's it, you, you're just pissed because it, it's a woman encroaching on your man sport man like who, who cares <laughs> who, who the hell cares if if girls or you know women want to come in and if they're good at kicking or or punting or whatever and that's what they want to do to play and play football then by all means go ahead and if there's a girl that wants to come in and play wide receiver and can take the licks. That's a that's poor phrasing. Um, just like <laughs> you know, take the hits. Then you know, by all means, go for it. I might be a little squeamish watching a female just get absolutely truck sticked, but if she can take it and get up right after it, then go for it. Like I don't well, care. I don't care. 
And speaking of truck sticks, it might be a good lead into Nate Robinson getting mm-hmm. completely Nate blasted. Nate Robinson got absolutely lambasted. Uh, the thing about it is he was against Logan Paul. No, Jake Paul. Which, or Jake Paul. Sorry, other Paul brother. Yeah. Um, and he was like tweeting before he went in about like I'm gonna do this. I'm for doing this for athletes. all my all my NBA brothers I'm and do blah this blah blah. For all the NBA athletes, show them that we're athletes. And then he not only gets knocked down in the first round, but gets K the fuck owed. Like it was hard watching his face hit the mat twice. We were talking about it a little bit before we got live, but he not only got like knocked out and went down. But his face bounced on the mat and went down again. And it was, like, almost harder to watch the second hit because he was lifeless. Yeah, I'm trying to see if I can find... I was about to say, bring it up, could you? Uh, I'm trying to find the video. I hadn't seen the actual clip until this morning. I Google searched it. It's one of the first three, like, Google searches on there. Uh, but, uh, like under recent news or something, or what? it's like uncomfortable. I can't to watch. <laughs> if you just type in Nate Robinson knocked Nate out. Robinson knocked out clip, it will. Let me see if I can. Yeah, Jake Paul is a complete piece of shit. Yeah, I don't like Jake Paul at, at all. At least he's boxing now and doing something somewhat respectable, I guess. Uh, here we go. But now Jake Paul's right tweeting at like Conor McGregor. Or I don't know if he's tweeting, but he's like calling out Conor McGregor. I'm like, please, Conor, step into the ring with Jake Paul. Uh, you know, Conor's not even a boxer, really, but like. Please do it because he will rock your shit. Video is private. What? Disaster. Stupid. Okay. Apparently. Wait, here we go with the knockout. Is this it? Yeah. Okay. It's going to be in slow mo, I think, is what we've got right here, but uh, it is what it is. All right, here we go. Let me just... Nope, not that. I don't think there's any sound either. What? <laughs> oh, I gotta see. oh, maybe we'll get it on this angle. Okay, garbage punch. Oh, that was a good one. That was a good jab. One, two. Cow. Right there. Just... Ooh. But, oh, here we go. Here's the one where his face bounces off the floor. This is not good. Oh, bunk. oh, his face didn't really hit that hard. Yeah, this is this is the one well, real time. Yeah, in real time. Did you see his eyes rocks. on the way down? Holy, he Dude, was just like, is, oh god, complete light. No, that's not even the one either. That's oh, the one this is the first one. Down. This is yeah, the that's first the one, one where he got knocked down. Maybe it'll give us a second one. No, that's no, that was it. In real time, he bounces. All right, I don't want to watch Jake Paul anymore. But yeah, that no, that was yeah, that was the thing. The life went out of his eyes. Yeah, he moment. definitely got smacked, and I'm sure you guys have seen the memes about it. But uh, let me see if I can find the. I thought that was it. I'm pretty sure that was it. I'll send you the clip that I. Uh, All right. Found earlier. I'm uh rocking my dual screen now here. Dual screen's the way to be. If you like that's the only that's almost the only way amazing. to 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 have like a PC set up now. Even if you're not like like a streamer or anything like that, just having two monitors is just Jake Paul posted the whole fight on his channel, gross. Let's search Jake Paul now. 
It was a. It was a clip that I had to scroll down a little bit to see the actual final knockout. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Ooh, okay. I'm not trying to. Um, videos. I don't see. Yeah, I don't see it on there, Mission Field. I don't think the video's on there. I'll find it. Hold on. I mean, I'm not. It's a full fight. Uh, New York Post. Now it's all about how he posted the iconic Friday clip in response to his knockout. I know, it's so dumb. He's like, you got knocked the fuck out. <laughs> like, cool, dude. At least you can laugh about it. But at the same time, I, I get so tired. Like, and I know, you know, athletes are athletes and they're more athletic than I am. Yeah. But we need to stop with all this, like, Oh, if LeBron would be a tight end or, you know, whatever. These are Who professional cares? athletes. Like, clearly Nate Robinson thought he was athletic enough to, like, to have a couple go lessons a couple rounds. and then step in a ring with Jake Paul, who's had boxing experience, who has done this before in a ring. Right. And the results were pretty clear because he was not blocking a single punch. He no, did I feel not like look good the entire time. Nate Robinson just kind of walked in that thought it was going to be like a street fight. Yeah. He's like, Oh, I'm good. I, you know, I've, I've knocked somebody out before like in the streets, which is one thing that's, that's kudos to you. Yeah. It's a know? completely different thing though, than, than stepping into a ring with somebody who's had some, some type of training and he's been uh, training for a long time. And yeah, like, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm not. Anyway, I'm not too we worried can get about over it. that. Yeah. I just thought that that was funny. And it's very funny. The memes were the memes were hilarious. Like you were talking about the ones where like they still have Nate Robinson laying on the sideline. Yeah. The, <laughs> yeah. Outside of the ring with. They uh, photoshopped him into about a thousand really different. <laughs> about a thousand different. Um. <laughs> the one with him laying in the room. And it says when Andy's coming up, the uh, yeah, and yeah, all of his toys are <laughs> going back to when you hear Andy's coming, yeah, and it's just it's Woody and everybody and Nate Robinson just laying there. <laughs> oh, poor guy. Oh yeah, Iran scientist. We're gonna get into that. Yeah, we'll get we'll get into that. I don't know where everybody's at. Mission failed. I can't. Yeah, I can't tell you, man. But uh, I think we're going to start with, though, uh, it is all but confirmed at this point. Uh, more and more states that were up in dispute have confirmed their results. Georgia, um, Arizona, who else? Michigan. It's over. It's over. They all confirmed. It's, it's way over. Biden is now going to be the 46th president of the united states were there any doubts though nah i i didn't really have any 
doubts. I was interested to see how it was all going to play out, and I think there's still um, probably court cases to to play out. But but I think right now the be all and end all of it is um, Biden's are going to be our president, and he's going to be inaugurated the, in January. The funniest part to me about the whole part was when we went to bed that night after the live stream of the presidential election. And the odds for Trump to win were like through the roof. Um, I had CNN as the last channel on before I shut it off and went to bed. And the CNN analysts were like, and I'm sure Joe Biden is already consulting his legal teams, you know, and, you know, planning to file legal action. And I was like, of course, they're going to say that Trump's team would be saying the same thing. And then I woke up and I literally checked the Vegas odds first thing the next morning, because that's kind of how I get a basis of how things are going. And it had swung way in Biden's favor. And then I turn on Fox News and it's Trump's legal team is already, you know, setting the course for action. I'm like, of course, that's going to happen either way. Right. Whoever wins, they're going to do the same thing. Like, it's going to happen either way. Don't pretend like one side is so pious or like. Right. Like one one side's like, oh, we'll just accept it no matter what. Yeah. Yeah, No, get out of here. I mean. Is Trump nope. handling it? Has he been handling it like a giant baby? Yes, one hundred percent. Biden probably would have handled it a little bit better, honestly. Probably a little um, bit more graciously, but but you know it don't matter, dude. They're both of them were gonna do the same exact thing. It doesn't matter who was the winner. Yeah. And now the Georgia Senate vote that's happening in January, um, that's gonna shift, um the senate leaders to either because if for just the state senate uh yeah well so if the democrats win in georgia it will be a democrat-led senate house and white house yeah um if although the republicans did swing a fair amount of house seats so it won't be so divided like it was going into this race right but talk about a great reset oh um, yeah yeah that's if, if the dems control the white house the house and the senate majority we're gonna be like i was listening to a lady in georgia today who's obviously a big republican she was saying that they're the firewall between our country becoming a socialist country and us not basically. well you know like i like i said before i've said this on an episode before dude it's it's like you can it's very easy to vote yourself into socialism you can't really vote yourself out of it and uh you know a lot of, a lot of times the only way out of socialism is by shooting your way out and you can look at historical examples of that um, venezuela throughout the world venezuela being the most recent one yeah um so yeah, that um, that is very, very scary thought. Um, so, yeah, so I don't, I don't know, but we, we'll get into that. That'll we'll um, we'll talk about that some more, uh, probably towards the uh, end of the end of the episode. But yeah, so yeah. so Biden's Biden's going to be our president. Uh, what's really f- kind of funny about that is I saw something today that Biden has already fractured his foot. It's how fragile our next president is. He fractured he has hairline fractures. I don't wanna say that's how fragile he is. I, he, I mean, No, listen I, to it. Listen I to know, how he did it. Listen know, to how it did it. I know. You, go ahead, he uh he fractured his foot 
I think multiple hairline fractures in his foot playing with his dog. Playing with the dog. So he was playing with his dogs, uh, and I turfed it or stepped it wrong or something. Found a pothole, and uh, he, he, he broke, his, broke his foot. Now, honestly, that could have happened to anybody. But it's just kind of funny given, you know, who it is and, and some of the things that, that we've said. Uh, but, yeah, so I, I don't know. Um, There's one thing I was talking to my dad about um, uh, the other day was that, you know, I, I was like, well, you know, yeah, Biden leans more socialist and stuff like that. And uh, I was like, but we'll, you know, I, I don't I don't foresee it, you know, changing all that quickly, you know, in four years, given what my knowledge was moving, you know, from from recently on how things were going to be divided again, where we're like the House and the Senate were going to be controlled by opposing parties. But now under new light and what my dad said, he's like, I think you'll be surprised at how quickly things change. And, you know, given the information that Alex just told us and and some and you know, getting into some other things here in a little while, um, things might change very quickly and it's gonna be very scary. When and people were saying that like Andrew Yang was moving to Georgia so he could vote um Democrat, which is not true at all. Andrew Yang is in Georgia right now. But also but you have there, to be a, uh, you have to live somewhere for six months in order to be he's there to campaign. Like yeah. it it just dry I I try to again I've said this a hundred times, I'll say it again. I try to listen to about thirty minutes of Fox News every morning, about thirty minutes of CNN. It's a lot better now that uh, the election's finally over, and CNN's all coronavirus, and mm -hmm. Fox News is all you know the race in Georgia, and like, it's just uh, people. I hope they're losing their faith in mainstream media. And we can all just come to an agreement but i don't i i the rubber band effect that i was hoping for where like it was so publicized so publicized so publicized and then it was going to come back and people are going to be like okay well what they were telling us there's hints of the truth in that but a lot of it is just complete bullshit. i don't see a lot of it in like our social media it's yeah. kind of or in what's being reported on obscure news sites it's kind of making me more nervous than i was going into the election right i i thought that people would start to kind of get some common sense about them and realize that hey as long as we all work together and like don't lose our cool we're gonna be fine and don't you know just trust the established political parties but no more and more people are moving into that and and, and more and more i keep telling people you know go read the book by george orwell 1984 i didn't or, or I, don't if you have a lot of anxiety or don't yes. if you have a lot of anxiety yes true but like i read that book i think in high school or like i think it was high school and i didn't appreciate it at the time but holy cow as i think about you know certain parts of that book that i remember and what's going on right now it's uh it's eerily similar to to what that you know what george orwell wrote about uh, when he wrote that book, which was you know, even before 1984, he wrote that book, I think, in the... Oh, God. Somebody's going to lambast me for this later, but I, I want to say, like, in the 50s? I'd have to look it up, but I don't I don't want to waste time doing that. Um, yeah, so that's... Um, you know, he was predicting that, you know, just as, you know, maybe this will happen in the 80s, 
or or you know but it's coming more true nowadays so that's very very eerie and very creepy it is uncomfortable to say the least it was written in 49 in 49 so i wasn't too far yeah. off Published um, June 8, 1949. Here you go. You know what else is uncomfortable or who is um, in an uncomfortable position right now? Iran. Before we go into that, because I have a lot to say on that. Okay. Um, Mission failed, said the Nintendo World. Oh, yeah. I, w- I saw that and I was going to see it. Save looks it looks incredible. But yeah. let's. They have a Mario Kart go kart. Yeah. Track. And I literally just set up the Nintendo 64 last night, and me and the girlfriend played way too many games <laughs> Mario Kart. It was incredible. I started off beating her ass every game. It was just not even fair. And by the end, she was beating me. I'm Oof. like, all right, I'm done. I don't want to play this game anymore. Rage quit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we'll take that little moment of, of levity before we get into some more heavy stuff. Uh, yeah, it does look super awesome, though. And like, it looks way too much like you know what everything looks like on the switch now which is also crazy um it looks like a video game it literally looks life. like video games like it's crazy and if i had the funds and coronavirus wasn't rampaging around the world i would i would i would make a trip to to japan to go to that that would be super dope mario kart um, v is the best mario kart change my mind uh, i don't know i kind of I kind of clap cheeks in Mario Kart DS. And N64, man, there's just something about the original that's just so fun. Like, and the four-year-old, talk about Rage Quit, she tried to play Mario Kart for a while last night, and she just couldn't grasp it. She was like, it. nope. And she got mad at one point and threw her controller down, and the 64 literally toppled off of, like, the second shelf of my TV stand on its face. And I was like... Uh, it might be dead. It might be gone Oof. forever. Pop that bitch back up. Blew on the cartridge. Blew yep. in the system. Popped it back in. Fired it right back up like a champ. Never even skipped a beat. What a tank. Like, what a brick of a system that was. Tank. I could do that with my Xbox One, and it'd probably just shatter. Yeah, yeah. And if you had That a... 64 is... I mean, this is literally the one that I had when I was 8, mm-hmm. 9, 10. I don't even remember. But... It's been through a lot of different houses and seen a lot of different games played on it, and this thing fires up just that's insane. Like nobody's business, brick of a system. Alex, <laughs> yeah, fuck off. Mission failed. We've been we've been over this. Been over this. All right. You're um, just jealous because you don't have an N64. And boom. I your ass at Mario Kart. So yeah, right. What I was gonna talk. What I was gonna say before I, I uh, we got distracted. Well, not distracted, but talked about super super nintendo world um i ran very recently the last couple of days just had their top nuclear scientist assassinated I w- i'm gonna say assassinated no he was definitely assassinated there's it been was- there's been a murder and they called an they called an emergency meeting and immediately went israel sus well yeah it was a motorcycle bomber and it literally like follows a carbon copy of the same shit that they've done so this is time and time again over the years it was that's what it was i mean so yeah for those of you that don't know um 
Israel has this, their version of the CIA is called the Mossad. Uh, and they're pretty much really, really good at their jobs. And honestly, they're probably better than the CIA at a lot of, uh, pretty much everything. They don't have any rules and they don't and care it, if they get caught. Right. Um, so, yeah, it does follow a pattern of um, other assassinations that have taken place. Well, and Israel also has neither denied nor claimed responsibility. They're like, um, um, I don't know, something we're happens. Really, we're not really sure. They were kind of just like, oh, it sucks. It's like pleading no contest in a, in a crime in court. It's like you have not guilty, guilty, or no contest. And it's like if you plead no contest you're basically pleading guilty <laughs> yeah if you're not guilty you're gonna be like no dude that wasn't me no nah, i'm not guilty i'm pleading not guilty they're like ah, eh, no contest israel looked at that and we're they were like sure. well we kind of know that you guys all think that we did it and you have a pretty good guess that we did it but they're kind of like where's your proof we're just not sure. we're gonna yet. need your proof and until that time <laughs> we're not saying a word we're just not real sure I, you know, that's that's how it's going to ride, and I don't know if anybody's going to – I don't think they're going to be able to, to prove it one way or another because um, that's, you know, typically just, you know, how the Mossad operates. They're going to be like – they're probably going to come for me after this. I'm out here just calling them out like this, and lo and behold, we might not have a podcast anymore because I'm going to disappear. Um, not big enough yet. That's true. Uh, but keywords, the NSA is always listening. <laughs> so – so um, yeah, so that that happened, but actually sets um, puts a big a big wrench in the the Iranian nuclear program works. Uh, it's gonna set them back a little bit here, and uh, I'm sure they they definitely do not appreciate that. Speaking of Iran and nuclear stuff, um, Biden is probably going to put us back into the Iranian nuclear deal, which I'm not super versed on. But well, it's not working. It's supposed to be that we all cut the shit on the nuclear programs, and so we don't blow ourselves up and start a World War Three. And but uh, that's not really how things are going. Yeah. So, I mean, you still got old Kim Jong Cuck boy splashing <laughs> nukes into the ocean. He's just which, out there dropping uranium into the Pacific Ocean for no reason. My Xbox just turned down out of complete random. Talk about the NSA always. Oh, God. It literally just fired up out of nowhere. You need to shut off. <laughs> um, say what you want about Trump. Sorry, I lost my train of thought because I got weirded out by my Xbox just turning on by itself. No, it's all good. Um, uh, say what you want about Trump, but he at least he didn't make real ground with Kim Jong-un, but Kim Jong-un at least cooled off a little bit. And, right quit his shit you know while trump was in office i was actually talking about this with my therapist because she's huge anti-trump and i'm not pro-trump but i'm not necessarily i'm not anti-anything how that I dynamic at, goes i wonder how that dynamic goes when you when you talk about having you know maybe anxiety about the political situation does your therapist just chime in and go what? screw trump well at, <laughs> at this uh, at this point in time we are almost more just friends like we only yeah. talk once a month oh uh, gotcha we, it's really just kind of like a touch base make sure my meds are doing what they're supposed to be doing yeah. i'm fine everything's fine you know we're good um so it's really me just like talking to an old pal at this point in time 
and uh, she lost her husband not long ago from a heart attack like middle of the night Oof. real sad thing he was that a firefighter sucks. like did a bunch of charity work he was a big trump supporter actually wow um so but they had a very healthy relationship in which she had different political views he had different political views but at the end of the day they could discuss them and although they might disagree you know they were still married and loved each other and you know lived under the same house so right um we were talking and I was telling her that I think our country was best suited under foreign threat under Trump, but I think our country was best suited against international turmoil from people rioting and looting and civil war under Biden. Yeah, I can see she that. It's like, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and they have that same view. Um, and I kind of think that like Kim Jong-un and Putin, you know, although they are crazy within their own right, they know that they're unpredictable within themselves. So they when they look at Trump, they know that he's just as unpredictable and crazy as they are. Right. And right. when you look at someone like Biden, who's more level headed and he's almost more predictable, you know, he's, in the sense of like he's a normal person. And I would not stretch gonna... to say that he's even perceived as docile. Yeah, exactly. That when other foreign leaders look at him, and I I don't want to say that like the Iran nuclear scientist was assassinated because Biden was elected, that would be completely irresponsible and not smart of me to say. But I don't want to say that it's completely out of the realm of thinking or culpability that it, that didn't have something to do with Israel being like, okay, Right. Uh, I feel like they looked at that and said, "Ah, well, maybe we got to take things into our own hands and then You know, we might have a little shot here. We might have a little window of opportunity." I don't even know here. if it was like a shot. I think they just looked at that and said, uh, "Okay, so now we don't we're not totally for sure if we're going to have the same type of backing that we have had for a while. Um, we're <laughs> going to need to we're going to need to get ahead of this maybe a couple steps just to exactly. to give ourselves some breathing room." Exactly. So, yeah, I think that's that's probably what happened there. Um, yeah. Well, in the Trump administration, with the few days left that they have, there I was reading. I don't think it was this article that I have pulled up right now, but they're the they have a very heightened sense of uh, awareness yeah. right now. Shortly after the assassination, Donald Trump retweeted Israeli journalist Yossi Melman who wrote that Farizakada was the head of Iran's security military program and was wanted for many years by the Mossad. Well, there you go. So, I mean, it's not, it's not a secret. Yeah. It's like, it's, it's definitely like the Mossad is, and like the CIA are like the, the, the the worst kept secrets like in in the world yeah. like you know they're there and things happen and you're like ah, you know what that was probably them but until you can get concrete proof you're just like it's it just comes it it falls under speculation even well, though in your gut you can be like well that was 100 percent them but you tell you have proof and here's the thing with iran right now is their economy has been suffering under unrelented sanctions right and its top leaders was dealt repeated blows in recent years. So you have a you have a dog backed up in a corner right now, 
that's hungry, that doesn't know where to turn, that is already on its heels and doesn't really know what to do next. And, and now one of their to... top nuclear scientists just got killed. And it's like you're just poking that hungry, angry dog in a corner who is literally at the end of its wits like, well, I'm just going to start biting. I'm just yeah. going to start fucking attacking because that's all I have left. We'll see what and what those attacks look like and how we it's, it's respond, to say the least. How we respond, I don't know, because Trump is is you know in his weaning hours is pulling about half of the people, half of the military uh, personnel that we have over in the Middle East back. Um, so we'll see, you know, we'll see what happens if if there's more deployments or or if we're just gonna you know rely on air power we'll see um what happens to that and somebody made a comment i guess at work probably last week they made it was such a dumb comment that i almost stopped what i was doing to walk back and be like are you dumb but i didn't um so person was like oh you know they're pulling all they were like oh they're pulling all these military members out of the middle east and now we're just gonna like leave all our tanks and stuff behind for the taliban or whatever to use and i was like do you do you understand what it means when we when we pull out of a out of a place like we do, we don't leave anything and if we do leave anything we demo it so that it doesn't go into the hands of the top like exactly we we, we learned from Ru- from russia's mistake when russia left afghanistan in the 80s and they just like up and like left all of their crap and the taliban was like oh sick thanks very much like mm-hmm. we'll take that <laughs> we'll take that and that came back to bite you know everybody in the ass also, how so about like, Trump firing what? the Secretary of Defense? Um, the new have one? You heard anything about that? I knew another one retired or like quit, and he'd fire another one. The interim? No, no, he no. Or this did was I get the messed up? Original one. Oh, this is not the interim one, and it was basically because he said that there was no collusion in the election. Oh yeah, I didn't remember hearing that. Well, then he just pardoned some dude. <clears throat> Uh, he just pardoned. pardoned yeah, that, I don't think he fired. He just pardoned like his original. Uh, what was it like secretary? Who the hell? Edward uh, Snowden. No, it wasn't Edward Snowden. <laughs> the best thing that Trump could have done going into the election was pardon Edward Snowden, and I really do believe that he would have won. Um, who did he just Justice Department? Uh, Michael Flynn was who he just he pardoned Michael Flynn. Yeah, he he ju- he part he pardoned Michael Flynn. It was uh uh all right, Mission failed. We'll see you later, man. Um yeah, Michael Flynn who was his original my dad's texting me cuz he's watching. Thanks, dad. Um Yeah, Michael Flynn, he was uh gosh, I'm going to Don't forget to shout out Spaceman. Oh yeah, I will. I will at the end. And uh, before you leave, happy happy birthday on Thursday, uh, Mission Field. Where is Spaceman? Um, I don't know. He's off doing something. Um, uh, frick. This is going to annoy me because it was his... Be a mission. National Security Advisor. There it is. Pops coming in yeah. with the save again. Thank you. I knew it was something like that. I wanted to say Secretary of something, but that's not right. But yeah, he ended up. He uh, he pardoned him. Um, who? This is crazy because he pled guilty to lying about Russia contact. You know. Uh, yeah, he's also likely to pardon former manager Paul Manafort. 
Uh, but yeah, they he, they gave him because you know he pled guilty to lying. You know, pled guilty to, in 2017 to lying to the FBI, FBI about his contacts with the Russian ambassador, and then cooperated extensively with prosecutors. But he ultimately reversed course and accused the government of trying to frame him. Um, you know, and no he way. he withdrew his first guilty plea and substituted for a second non guilty plea. Um even though he'd acknowledged the underlying conduct that was against the law and close to receiving sentence. Um, the pardon obviously has drawn condemnations from Trump critics. Um, Dude, you know who's on this list of people that he could so, pardon that there's whispers about? Who's that? The one and only Joe Exotic. No. The Tiger King. No, I'm he's not. Right now he's by not. The, US, the U.S. Daily Mail. Who's in line for a Trump pardon? Paul Manafort, Steve Bannon, Rick Gates, and even Joe Ignotic are among names in the frame as the president exercises his right in his final weeks of office. Didn't didn't I feel like it came out and Trump was like super into Tiger King? I uh, it wouldn't surprise me. And so that's probably why that has something for, to do with it. That's I'm insane. For actual evidence. Please no. That, that dude tried to have people murdered multiple times. Yeah, I don't know. That's crazy. I can't find actual like quotation from him or anything like that, but that I that would be awesome. I <laughs> that I would, would just be that. like the icing on the it. cake. That would be the icing on the 2020 cake. If Joe Exotic if gets pardoned, Joe Exotic gets pardoned from Donald Trump <laughs> on his way out. <laughs> live, be bonkers. live your life, Joe. Oh. Although your husband realized that he's not gay because he's not hopped up on meth anymore. True. So. <laughs> God bless. That's a rabbit hole I don't want to go down. Oh, God. Speaking uh, of um, rabbit holes, um, I know it's kind of mentioned here, but uh, it's this thing floating around. And I wouldn't really say floating around, but it's, it's actually gained a lot of traction. And this ties into... Uh, Biden being president, actually. But on the horizon is this thing, looming thing, um, called the Great Reset. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. And I think what's going to happen here in the next couple of weeks, um, this is going to be just a little teaser of it, but I think what I want to do is is really get in and do some research on it. Um, there's some videos that I was sent um, that, I wanna, that I need to watch. I started watching one of them today, actually, while I was working out. Um, uh, and I really want to like be able to cover, uh, cover this in a, in a, in a decent amount of depth, I think, uh, and kind of get all the facts out there so that we can at least do our part to inform people of what's coming and hopefully shed some light and open some people's brains, uh, to this great reset that, that is, that is on the way, um. So basically what it is, is it's it's a lot of world leaders, then they're coming, you know, they've all come together and they've all kind of kind of decided that, um, you know, it's time to just reset the clock on everything, economics, um, politics to a degree, um, housing, um, all sorts of stuff. Um, and, and... I'm I'm not going to say that COVID was 
um, a government ploy by multiple governments or even just our government to try and get this kickstarted. But I will say that it is going to be used as the launching point uh, for this to, to gain traction and try and happen. Um, because, um, you know, what's happened is we've gone into lockdowns on multiple, you know, countries all across the world went into lockdowns with this COVID thing. And, uh, everybody just accepted the fact that they were like, yep, okay, the government's told us, you know, we're going into lockdown and now we are basically solely reliant on the government for what we need because, um, you know, we can't work. So, you know, we in America here, we got one $1,200 stimulus check. Um, Canada was... Someone just released a stat today that if you divided the $1,200 stimulus check into per day diem since it was released, it would be $4.73 per day since that check was released. Perfect. Just fun fact. Um, yeah, so, so, you know, we got that stimulus check to try and gonna help people through uh canada was giving out plenty of money to help their people through um and other countries have done the same i was talking with my dad and he was saying that you know there's places in australia that went into lockdown for you know three months like you couldn't um you you couldn't leave your house for three months there was a curfew and he told me that um i think if i remember right when he said it was victoria on the state of victoria in australia this 12 year old kid went out after curfew to go play in the park and they arrested him. They arrested a 12 year old kid handcuffs and everything and chucked him in the back of the police car because he violated curfew. And then a similar thing happened in uh, England. I think London, my dad said London, Um, this like 70 year old lady was protesting, um, you know the 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 lockdowns and everything, and they bundled her ass into a wagon, arrested her, uh, quite shamefully, I think, um, and bundled her into a into a wagon. And they did all that right in front of a member of parliament. Australia, they re- arrested that lady for posting anti mask stuff. Yep, and they Facebook. also I remember that too. Yep, they had a, there was a lady that that had posted, like Alex said, anti mask things. You know, you know, ba- cool. was basically trying to exercise her freedom of speech on a social platform uh, and the cops came to her house and they like confiscated all of the, um, all the electronics in the house, mm-hmm. uh, arrested her because took her, phone. took her phone. They arrested her because she was, they said she was like inciting uh, her post was like inciting, uh, hysteria, hysteria and like disobedience to the government and other kind of stuff, which it's insane. Um, so there's all that kind of stuff that's, that's going on as well. Um, and it's all just keying into to this thing. Um, they're tallying as the great the great reset. Um, and if anybody knows anything about uh, Brentwood, the con the treaties that were signed after World War II that um, came into effect on how to you know how the world was supposed to operate after that war. You know that set up the United Nations um, in New York. It set up the um, the U.S. dollar as being the basis for all trade around the world um, and a bunch of stuff like that. So this is basically being touted as the new Brentwood Accords or Brentwood um, Treaties. Buy Bitcoin. If anyone is listening and wants my financial advice whatsoever, buy Bitcoin right 
now. That's anyway. Anyway, ahead. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, so they're you know they're doing that, but I think you know just just as a, a little you know teaser into it, you know they're 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 talking about getting rid of pretty much all privatized banks and all banks around the world and going to one central world bank. Um, and they're going to do away with actual money, and this kind of gets into Alex's thing, and they're going to go into like a cryptocurrency or a digital currency, um, which is scary. So, you know, if you're in the banking industry, I would be worried about this. Um, and then another thing that they're, they're that, you know, is might be coming from this is that you're not going to be able to own property anymore. Like if you own your house or, uh, you know, own some land or anything like that, uh, the government is going to snatch it up, take it from you, say you can't own this anymore, and then they're going to tell you where you can live. Well, I and I might be wrong about this, but it sounds to me, in my uneducated opinion, that if centralized banking systems were done away with, most of the people that quote-unquote own their homes don't really owe it. They The bank owns it. Right. And yeah, it's all it's all the bank. So I I think it w- they would have a hard time like if I straight up outright owned my home, I don't think they could come in and say hey we're taking your land. But I think if I well owned the it government's through... tried it before. That's what happened in uh, what was it was it Wyoming or Colorado out there where they had that huge standoff with uh, citizens because the dude was dude's cows were out grazing and the government thought that they were you know, had rights to that land out there. And he was like, nope, this is my land. My cows can graze here if they want. And then the government tried to come in and snatch it, and they got basically a shootout. Or they yeah, had a giant I... standoff. So, I mean, the government can come in and take land whenever they want. Uh, Well, they can try. You just yeah, have to be I... smart enough to know your rights. I think they would have a, a lot harder time doing that on someone who said, hey, look, I paid for this piece of land. This piece of land is mine. Like right now, if they came into me and they said, hey, we bought out Bank of the West, which my loan is through, and now we own Bank of the West, so technically we own your house, and you are going to go now live here because you don't own your house anymore, I would have a lot harder time with the justification of that versus if I said, I don't owe you a dime, I don't owe a bank a dime, but be real, majority of people don't own their house outright, so if they bought the bank institution in which quote unquote owned your house then they would have a lot easier time coming in saying hey this isn't yours anymore because you never really owned it in the first place exactly but you know like i said this is all just kind of a teaser into into some stuff that i want to get into uh over the next couple of weeks might make a series out of it for a couple of weeks or so um because i'm i'm it's interesting i mean it's interesting interesting to me um and I, I, I would kind of want to see, you know, how, how they're all going to work it and what we can do to avoid this because it, 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 it at the worst case scenario, it, it looks very, very much like world communism. And that's, that's like, basically what it it's is. basically what it's going to turn into. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, th- I, I think that should scare us all or at least put us, you know, mindful about it is that China is even in on this. Like, yes, let's hit, you know, let's have this great reset. Um, and you know, it's, there's also, you know, uh, more than likely an impending financial crash coming, uh, and it's going to be worse than the recession of 2008. It'll probably be more along the lines of the great depression. And it's not just going to be, uh, localized to the United States. It's going to devastate the world economy. 
and a lot of that has to do with the fact that we have been financing everything throughout the globe with debt and we're coming to the point where we have kicked the can as far as we can kick it um, so if you have stocks the stock market is in a historic upswing right now um, but it will come down so if you've you know you're feeling it and you you've made quite a decent amount of money off some stocks that you own now would be a good time to sell wait for the market to inevitably crash and then look at buying up some stuff cheap no sell your sell your stocks and go buy bitcoin i'm telling you also that i, I i've been doing it for the last two years now which makes me you know how much is bitcoin right now uh, the Bitcoin value per Bitcoin was up to like 19000 a day. Holy. And a lot of the Bitcoin that I bought was valued at like ten five in the heart of the recession or very early on. I bought some Bitcoin that was like 8500 uh, in its like infancy state. Well, not even infancy. Like it was a mature toddler. I'll put it that way. <laughs> um, I wish I would have had the money back then to like invest in some Bitcoin. I every I've done so I downloaded Robinhood and I've done some stock trading and you know I might have made fifty dollars here fifty dollars there and lost fifty there but I could cash out on all of my cryptocurrencies right now and there would be a comma involved for sure in what it would be valued at um, some of it's doubled its worth and I put like a thousand into it that's crazy um it's it's doing well right now and a lot of it is involved in this central premise that there's like this great reset coming like capitalism is going to get this great reset and that the federal reserve which is if you really want to go down some rabbit holes maybe i'll if we do tailspin off of this for the next couple episodes i'll do some real hard research on the federal reserve versus the very limited research i've done right now but the federal reserve controls the value of the dollar and it's not a government entity it's this weird side car experiment that's not a government entity but somehow they control the currency of the united states and they basically built this house of cards for a very long time going back to the great depression where every time we hit some sort of downswing or an economic tailspin they basically just print more money and they right just yeah they just people out and they just flooded the market with cash and they, just, they just print more money and although that has a very short-term economic upswing in the long term that you're again you're just building more cards on top of your house of cards that eventually is bound to crash it right has to crash at right point. and like that's that's also been you know something that's helped push inflation to where it is now because they just pump money into their well, into the economy and it's just you know it's like driving the price of goods up it's like how we helped the housing market in the early 2000s and even the you know, you know we talked about this you know on my other you know with the podcast that i do with with my family we talked about you know the banks and private companies came to the government hat in hand and we bailed them out which is crazy because you know the point of a private company um is you know if you're good you succeed if you're not you fail and what should have happened back then was those private companies should have taken the tumble and it, we probably honestly would be better off nowadays 
if that had happened. But they came hat in hand to the government, and the government was like, oh, Lord, we can't afford to to lose these companies because more than likely the people in government had their fingers in those pies and did not want to lose all of the money they had tied up into these multiple well, things. You, you've seen The Big Short, right? The movie The Big Short? I have not, actually. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, you need to go watch, to watch The Big that. Short. Um, I had to watch it two or three because I'm not just the kind of person that can like watch a movie and like half understand it and half right. not. Um, it took me a couple times to watch it, and I still don't even have a full grasp on every intrinsic aspect, but I have a pretty good general idea of how it went down. And it was basically you came to me and you said, hey, I make 40 grand a year, but I want to buy a house that's worth 250 grand. And we're like, okay. Um, instead of saying to you, hey, Ben, you don't make enough money to be able to afford a house that's worth $250,000. We're going to make it look good enough on paper and we're going to fudge some numbers to make it look like you make a hundred grand a year. And then we're going to find you a loan for that house, even though we know full well that you're not going to be able to afford it. But we make money on the fact that you've got this loan. Right. So now I will be able to cash in and make my money. And I don't really give a shit if you can really pay that back to the banks or not. Um, I'm going to make my money right now and do what I need to. And if you can't pay your loan back to the bank, we don't really give a shit because we've already made our money and we're out the door. Right. Well, again, you're creating a situation where eventually that's going to fall on its face. And that's what it did in 2008, 2007. Uh, that's the the recession that we went through then when the housing industry was in shit because people couldn't pay their loans back to the bank. Right. But again, instead of letting that fall on its face and reset itself generically, it was let's give all these bailouts to these major companies. And by the way, we're not going to prosecute anybody that was at the helm of all this Right, shit. which they should have done. It, they all walked away scot-free and a lot of that any fines just walked away with all the money that they had made and now we're seeing it again in about another 10-year cycle where it's gonna fucking fall on its face again and the thing with those bailouts that happened is like they the companies got those that money and you know the government's like all right this will be the trickle down effect but it didn't trickle the no. companies used that money to give their executives mad bonuses and they used a very small percentage of it to, to actually do what they needed to do with it. So, like, they, they went to the government, and they were like, oh, please, sir, can we have some money? I'll, we're going to fail. And then they got back to their offices with a fat check and were like, hot suckers, and just, like, you know, rewarded themselves for, for schmoozing the system. Well, it it's, it's so similar. I think we might have talked about this a little bit, but they had that uh, CEO of a major pharmaceutical company. I think it was an AIDS drug. Or it might have been a diabetes drug. I don't remember what it was, but they had him in front of the the grant the Senate Supreme Judiciary Court. Committee. Yeah, Senate Judiciary Committee. I can't remember exactly who it was, but they doubled the price of this drug, right? And they didn't improve the drug whatsoever. They they didn't make any changes to it. The sole reason for them doubling the price of that drug was so that they could meet their quarterly and yearly sales uh quotas profits, no, uh, profits. Quotas, yeah um plan call mm -hmm. and they had this guy up in front of everybody and so this one lady was like so the drug didn't get better and he said no and she said 
So the people didn't get better or the people didn't benefit from the price increasing double based on this profit margin. No. So, but at the end of the year, you paid out all of your executives and your top dollar people millions of dollars of bonuses for meeting their quota for selling this drug while the people suffered and they're paying more, but you and your top executives basically made all of your bonuses and your quotas. And he didn't have anything else to say other than yes. Wow. Uh, the, like, the wellspring of knowledge that is my father said that that guy was uh, Martin Shrekelli. Shre- Martin Shrekelli was the guy's name. Yeah. I'll look him up yeah. real fast and I'll tell it's, you. It's, it's insane. And that's where, when you talk about a great reset, it makes me really nervous. Oh, and I don't want us to become a socialist. Shrekel? Oh. I don't want us to become a socialist country or a socialist world. Yeah, me either. But if you're talking about a reset within capitalism to hold people more accountable for why things cost the way that they cost, I I can see a correlation that I would be on board with, you know, but you, you can't get into a situation where you're getting the entire world on the same page because you're going to run into players like Kim Jong-un and China who has been extensively dishonest about multiple, multiple, a cornucopia, if I will, of topics. Apparently, China has an increase and an uptick in flus right now that they're being dishonest and not reporting on. Mm. It's like coronavirus all over again i'm not saying it's going to impact us in the same way but it's like they do the same thing over and over and over and over again and it's all in the name of money it's all in the name of keeping the economy as strong as they can yeah so at some point in time you have to draw the line you have to make a distinction between making decisions for an economic value versus the general well-being of humanity Right, you know, I mean, like you have to. There has to be a distinction there. Right. So that dude just just because you know I wanted to put it out there. So it was a life saving drug. This article, I guess, hasn't really gone into uh, what the drug was, but his nickname I was. Think he was an AIDS drug. This dude's nickname was Pharma Bro. Yeah. Um, and he was convicted, found guilty of three counts of securities fraud, uh, but was acquitted. That but acquitted. They acquitted him of five other criminal counts related to hedge fund investors. Um, but yeah, no, in 2015, he raised the price of a life, life-saving drug by more than 5,000%. And, um, you know, he, he's got sentenced maximum of 20 years in prison. Oh, that, that's not even the same guy that I'm talking about. But oh, it's, really? It's, it's, it's the, the same, same type premise. of situation. It's, it's the same premise. Yeah. yeah. It's the same type of situation. Yep. Yeah, so that's crazy. What's up, Slump? Thanks for for stopping in. You watched the replay. Appreciate you. Um, but yeah, so I don't know. We're, we're a little bit over a little bit over an hour right now. But that was just a a, a teaser, I guess, into into kind of what I want to get into the next couple of weeks about um, about this great reset and and how how daunting and 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 uh, and scary that actually um, is going is going to be. But well, I was reading some quotes on. Uh... And this is from MSN News. And it was, uh, the threat of climate change has been more than, has been more gradual than that of COVID-19. 
but it's devastating reality for many people and their livelihoods around the world. And it's greater potential for disruption surpasses even that of COVID-19. And if you get real into the deep state stuff, um, which is why like New York, California, some of those states that are more densely populated have had stricter lockdown restrictions. If you get way into the deep state stuff, they say that they're doing that to re reduce carbon emissions. Okay. Which, well, so... I mean, yes, but I also... Know, but, so carbon emissions are down 7% since the entire lockdown coronavirus has started, and that's globally. That's a global number. That's not just that's in the United States. big for global. Which is huge. So again if you get way deep into it again coronavirus might not have been i don't think they necessarily created coronavirus to reduce carbon emissions but they're going to use it's it it's a nice caveat into telling people that they have to stay home and they can't go out and they can't drive their cars right because and this goes way above my pay grade or understanding but if if global warming, climate change, whatever you want to call it, really is the issue that some individuals claim it to be, it could be way more devastating than what COVID-19 is. For sure. We're, For we're sure. seeing behind a very thin veil of civilization right now that we're, we're not bulletproof. Right. The humanity that we live within right now it's not I mean, sustainable. Rome, Rome thought it was the greatest civilization in creation until it collapsed. Right. Right. It, and we're not that old. And it I collapsed mean, because all roads led to Rome, which made it super easy for, you know, sacking purposes. Yeah. Slavery was alive and well 200 years ago. Right. Which is a blink of an eye within time, the entire snap of civilization and humanity. So right. we're, we're not you know how quickly We're we forget not invincible you know yeah. like and if you do believe like i'm not saying i believe the deep state shit i'm saying there might be, there might be some truths within the idea that there are people in existence and high power that try to make decisions to keep our humanity going the way that it's going yeah and if a convenient pandemic comes along and we can use it as a way to reduce our carbon emissions and and tail spin that into a great reset where we completely reset our economy they're going to use it no yeah for sure and it's they're going to use it it's a very scary and slippery slope down down a mountain that i don't want to fall down but i think i'm going to leave it at that with that and we're going to I get in and do some more research um and uh and come back you know next time with some some more information um some more well-founded and well-backed information research and educational wise um for myself and um i've got a buddy that just got back from saudi um interested um i've been talking to that might be interested in coming on and joining us for a podcast as well okay very cool he uh he works in the oil and gas industry that could also tie in and uh he 
would be a good person to have on here that's well educated that um might be able to give us more insight than just you and i have so i'm all for it another little teaser i might be able to get him in on a zoom call and for him to give us his he's kind of a he's not a conspiracy theory he's probably about as much as you and i are like i mean they're intriguing some of them might be true but all right yeah that's that no that sounds good that sounds good yeah we'll we'll hit him up let him know i guess he's an anti-mask guy i'll just say that much (laughs) okay which obviously you know i'm not anti-mask everybody knows i'm not anti-mask it's but it's he's he's a interesting person to talk to all right for sure i'm down yeah that sounds good that sounds good but we should we should hit him up but i'm gonna i'm gonna say we're gonna leave it at that for this week and uh and we'll go from we'll go from there moving forward i um i think we're trying it's been a we had a good we got a few weeks off and we're gonna try and um i know christmas is coming up but uh we're gonna try and, and keep things a little more consistent um i know that i will be home in arkansas for christmas that weekend but if we could maybe somehow swing a um we don't have to do it live but we could at least swing a recording um that sunday before i fly back um we can talk about that later because i'll be with my dad and i think you know having my dad and and possibly my little brother on as well would be interesting that would be real cool so if we could we could we'll talk about it and think about see if we can swing that I'm, but there's another another little teaser for you you guys might get some more um, I'm from I'm them. coming into slow season, so uh, I've got a lot of time on my hands. So sounds good. Yeah, but I just gotta let the girlfriend and four year old know that I'm gonna be in the office with the door shut, and that's really about all the time that it takes for me to coordinate it. So well, sounds um, sounds good. Just a little bit of housekeeping here at the end. Um, I will shout out my family's podcast that I do participate at sometime. Uh, yeah. It's been decently frequently, um, just because my little brother was gracious enough to shout us out, shout out us on his last episode. Um, so that podcast is called Faye Answered Questions FAQ. Um, you can find that on YouTube and um, other your other podcast listening platforms as well. Um, we try and do that. Uh, we record on Thursdays, and he usually tries. To, I think he's maybe one like one episode behind, but he does get them edited and put out uh, within the week usually. So if you guys could check that out, that would be super cool. Um, same goes for us. We are on YouTube, so make sure you like, comment, subscribe on that. Uh, and we are also on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify and a few of your other podcast listening services. Um, so make sure to check us out on those. Um, I do check the comments and stuff on YouTube, so if you guys have topics that you want us to talk about, you can either drop them in the Twitch chat here when we're live or on the comment section of our YouTube videos. Um, and I will actually probably put the uh, email address for our podcast up in the link 
uh, in the description of the next YouTube video. That way you guys can email us topics as well. And I will. Yeah. Or DM us on or, Twitter. Or actually, you know, that's probably better. Instagram. Uh, Instagram. Twitter, Twitter. Those will be, those handles will be here on the end screen uh, as well. That's probably actually a quicker and easier way to get a hold of either one of us um, for topics that you would like us to take a look at or that you think we should discuss. Uh, but and other, I'll respond to you. Yeah. We usually, we usually try. But other than that, I'm going to um, – we'll leave it at that, and uh, we'll see you guys next week uh, probably on a – probably on Sunday. We'll try for Sunday. Sunday works for me. Usually, We usually go Sunday or Monday, and I'll try and have the episode up shortly after that. But other than that, you guys be safe. Have, uh, have a good week. Um, keep yourself safe. Keep your family safe. Listen to the government about mask mandates up to a point. Don't go crazy. Just wear um, your mask. Just wear your mask. That's all you got to do. And um, other than that, we'll see you guys next time. Tell somebody you love them. <laughs>